Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Hello and welcome to the final day, day 12 of the 12 days of Christmas specials. Specials two, to Massive Attack podcast. <laughs> I'm Joe for this final day, and with me is Mitch. For, for today and going forward, oh, I, I it's not for the final day of Mitch, and hope it's not the final day of Joe. That would be really sad. Well, if this premise of this episode's oh. anything to go on, the world's going to end at midnight. No! There's so much I need to do. Jane Fonda <laughs> stuff. Ivy Benson's horn section, who I didn't know who they were. <laughs> but yes, uh, vague mentioning of... The Plotka side, yeah. we decided to go back to a very old episode today, and we went back to the 1977 Christmas episode of The Goodies called Earth and Asia. Yes. Also known as The End of the World. As we know it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Do you feel uh, fine? <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Now, I found this on YouTube. I, I, I assume you love The Goodies. Growing up in Wales, you would have seen them first run, I'm guessing. I, I don't remember them in England. I only mm. ever remember them watching them on ABC here when oh, I was a kid. That's the funny thing about the goodies is, is they are bigger in Australia than anywhere in the world. Because I think we've discussed before, I I'm didn't sure like watching have. the news. Yeah. So the ABC was the alternative when I was young to watch something else at six o'clock besides the news. So it was Doctor Who, it was Astro Boy, it was Star Blaze, it was Battle of the Planets, or the goodies. And the goodies was my favourite at a lot of those. And I absolutely adore it. And it was repeated constantly. It didn't happen in England. No. They showed it once and never got repeated. So they're not sort of a thing people sort of remember if they were old enough over in England. They're not known as they are here, where there are sort of icons here. It's sort of strange in that way. Yeah. Um, and I was lucky enough to actually see them live when they came over. Because they put a price on their head saying, if you want the goodies, here's a price. And they did it. <laughs> Yeah, I think I've seen them. Have they been more than once? I don't know. I saw them... They came... The three of them have come once. Yeah. And Tim and Graham has come out since, without without Bill. I think I saw them when there was all three of them. Yeah. It was a Harm Hall or something. Yep. Yeah. And they were very good. They were. I mean, they weren't the goodies of old, because they were... The old goodies. 25 or 30 (laughs) years older, so, you know, the physicality wasn't quite there, but it was great to see, I've got to say. I just... I adore the goodies. And I vaguely remember this episode when I found it. I said, oh, let's do this one. It's quite appropriate. We'll do it on the last episode because the premise is, if you would like to. As I said, yes, they find out that the world is going to end... At midnight. At midnight on Christmas Eve. And it's half past 11. Yes, so they've got half an hour to live. Yep. So, if there are any listeners out there that haven't seen the goodies, it's, it's, it's a strange show. It's, a, it's almost Doctor Who in the fact that it could be anything. Like, there were no rules for this show. They were the three characters. It was Tim, who was the sort of British... I won't say aristocrat, but... but he, prim and proper. Prim and proper, you know, proud of the country, proud of the flag, wore a Union Jack waistcoat and wore a suit all the time and always looked that sort of person. Shiny shoes. Shiny shoes. Then you had Bill Oddy, who was the 70s rebel. The, not, he wouldn't have hippies back then, but he would have been the equivalent of the free love, the anti-establishment. He was the punk. All those sort of elements. He was that character. Yeah. And then you had Graham, who was the scientist, I suppose you would call him. Yeah, with his tweed jacket, oh, with his leather patches on the elbows. Yeah, and he always 
he, he was a computer guy, he was an inventor, he was all that sort of thing. And they were the goodies as opposed to the baddies. That's where the term came from. And what they were, they would they were for hire, and they did anything, anywhere, anytime. That was the concept of the show, and from that, there is a lot of comic comic genius that came out of those concepts. Well, seven seasons. Yeah, and I mean, they went off, they were guards at the Tower of London, they were lighthouse um, oh, caretakers. lighthouse keepers. You know, the... Wranglers of giant cod. Yes, they cloned too many Rolf Harrises, and they had to go Pied Piper them all back. Like, it was a ridiculous show. Like, it was... They were sort of compared to, or they were definitely contemporaries of Monty Python, but Monty Python was seen as more the adult show where this was more the family or kids show. But if you watch some of the jokes, it's not kiddie at all. Oh, that's really (laughs) For 1977, I think it was still, that's kind of rude. (laughs) But it was a different time. It did very much so. But I must say, watching this, I was laughing a lot and hard at this episode and I don't know how recently you've watched this episode no. but you knew a lot of the lines that were coming up in this episode so you must have seen this a lot of times I, it just stuck with me I don't know but I laughed hard like it was funny and I mean it's it's you know it's, it's on a, a set with a live audience and stuff but they were good like they their were. delivery back and forth I mean like season 7 was this season yeah season six? 7 so we're talking they've been playing together for a long time yeah and they just prior, bounced prior off to the other. TV show they were like on radio shows together they went yeah. to university well together they all knew well Tim Brooke Taylor was involved with the Monty Python guys they were in the footlights together at university so Marty Feldman and all those guys they were all connected somehow so in the same way when the 80s when you had Ben Elton and Rick Mail and all those guys and the French and Saunders people they were all even though they went off and did their own shows they were all linked together somehow they were the same with Monty Python so and the goons to a point they were a bit older so these guys just bounced like I don't know how many takes they did if they I'm assuming it was pretty much, it wouldn't have been more than one. No, I think like it was a, almost a, in front of a live audience, and it was almost live. Oh, they, they just, I was watching it just amazed just how good they were, just how quick, and just some of the lines, I mean, they just, they just worked so well together, and it was so physical comedy, the the the, the verbal comedy was very good, it was just, everything, it was just like, oh man, this is good. <laughs> it it <laughs> makes you miss it, doesn't it? Yeah, I was just, uh, and stuff like that. Like, I don't know if it'll fly nowadays. Like, we talked about Mr. Bean a couple of days ago and yep. the physical comedy of him and things like that, and you just don't get... Like, I remember, like, in Friends, like, Ross did some physical comedy in that, but it was very rare, but he did bits here and there, and so like, oh, it was such a revelation, like, in 1996 or whatever. But you, I'm just trying to think where you'd see something like it now. I know there was very little bits of it, but in Community you might have got Chevy Chase. There was a bit where he was, like, doing a soft serve ice cream for himself and he he couldn't work the machine and it kept going and he's trying to catch all this ice cream as it's going everywhere. I was like, that's kind of some... But you don't get this sort of level. Yeah, well, you don't get that sort of pratfall... No. Very sort of And it probably is maybe it's too juvenile now and people don't see it that way, but I really laughed, genuinely laughed at this. Like, some of the stuff they were doing. So the show was, they got a half hour till the end of the world... Graham, who's um, the scientist guy, and Bill, who's the rebel, they're sort of going, oh, well, what are we going to do? It's like, I'm going to go out and live my life then. So he goes out and you'll be back. And he came back like three seconds later and he goes, see, that's that whimsical way you do things. You just wasted a minute 30. You know, you should sit down, spend a good two minutes working out what you're going to do and use your time wisely. And they're just bantering about how to finish, what's the best way to finish, you know, the world's going to end at midnight. 
And then Tim comes in, who's the prim and proper gentleman, who's who's oblivious to the whole situation. Yep. Looking forward to Christmas, thinking, oh, tomorrow's the best day. I'm not going to sleep tonight. And it's like, oh, you won't. <laughs> and then they just, it's so fast-paced. Like, so much happened in that time. Yeah. And they were talking about, and they finally broke it to him that the world's going to end. It's like, oh, but I love Christmas. It's like, well, that's all right. We'll bring Christmas forward in a couple of minutes. Then we can celebrate Christmas. When? Oh, how about then? All right. And then they argue for a little bit. And it's like, we just missed Christmas. It's like, oh, no. How about we do another one? So that's 1979 Christmas. Yes, but you missed my birthday. And they argued. And it's just this back and forth. That they just, like I said earlier, just they, it was beautiful yep. the way they worked together. And, yeah, it, it descended. Like, without going knowing the characters, it's sort of hard to describe to people where it goes in this show. But it, this, now, I don't know, you, you read up on the trivia. Is this, this was the final episode of this season or the series? Well, they thought it was going to be the final episode of the series completely, but there was another few episodes after it. So, I don't know whether they just got picked up again for another season or what. But well, I know their last season was with another channel. Yeah, so I think they went that... over to ITV for yeah. people that know English television, and this was their last one with BBC. Yeah, so maybe they knew. So it was sort of funny because they did, tried some regression therapy on on Tim because he was a bit repressed, and they said, well, "We've got to figure out why you're so repressed." So and it, he had repression about his belly button. He was, <laughs> and so and they he used anger therapy to try and get him to repress it. He goes, ah, oh, that worked. And he comes running out with a sh- with an oven <laughs> and a tech dub. Well, that wasn't the... Oh, no, that wasn't setting no, off, that though. Was, that, was, that was when... Uh, he revealed that the Muppets were real. The Muppets weren't real. Weren't real so, yeah. <laughs> but Graham does a pretty good Kermit the Frog. Yeah, he's a very good puppeteer as well. Yeah. Especially with the toupee. So he goes off distraught, you know, Mr. Prim and Proper in his suit and waistcoat. And Bill, who's the shabby, long-haired, bearded hippie slash punk guy he goes off for a little bit and they come back and he's shaved his beard off which is like for seven seasons Bill's had a beard you yeah. know, he's been that guy and he goes oh, I'm being living a lie I've got to do this and he ripped his hair off now I assume it was a bald cap but, yeah, I think it was in the trivia that I said that. in the show, you know, he reveals in the show that he's bald. So I've been living a lie. So he's there in a suit, shiny shoes, cleanly shaven in a bald cap going, yeah, I just, yeah, I've got to be true to myself. Yeah. And, and then, out, yeah, go. In one of the probably classic goodies jokes he he tells graham that it's not a wig it's a, <laughs> so, the peruvian long-haired gerbil and any time that they have some sort of reference to a small furry animal graham does this sort of little trick where he'll be holding it in his hand and he'll pretend it runs up his arm or something yeah. and as soon as he, he picked up the wig i thought oh he's gonna do it and he did and the amount of times that i have seen him do this trick but i still laugh at it every time it's something that just gets me yeah, and then Tim ends up coming out like he looks dressed like a rocker. He's got a t-shirt with a belly button cut out of it so you can look at the belly button with a bunch of arrows pointing to it. And he's just telling people he's, he's angry at them and he's telling them what he hates and getting in their faces and being all violent. So they've all changed characters. And, yeah, Tim, uh, and, Tim and Bill kind of swapped. swapped, but Graham was just Graham. still Graham. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they just had a bit of fun. And he, I mean, it's just what they were saying to each other and the truths that were coming out was quite good. And then they go, oh, what about the turkey? We're going to eat. We're going to have time. So they come out to pluck the turkey and they got this turkey. They was like, let's do it together. And it's like, what about we sing some Christmas carols? Which one? All of them. So they have this mashup of Christmas carols while they're plucking this turkey. So there's just feathers going everywhere. And when they finish singing this song, the feathers are all gone and there's a quail left in the middle. <laughs> and it's just silly sight gags. Yeah. And but then, it works. Yeah. And then at the end, it's sort of like, oh, yeah, well, um, oh. We miss us Christmas. And they look at the clock, it's Christmas. Oh, and they give each other gifts and that sort of thing. It's like, oh no, I'm now countdown to the end of the world. So they look at the clock and it clicks on 12 o'clock and 
nothing sort of happens. They all sort of panic and nothing happens. They all look up and they laugh and they go, oh, maybe it was all a joke. And Graham just starts laughing. And like, oh, yeah. <laughs> What's wrong? And he goes, oh, I just put the clock forward a bit. <laughs> How much? Oh, about 30 seconds. Then bang, just goes yeah. to white. And just, the show just ends, no credits. And it was just like, nice. We thought... Yeah. It was just so much fun. Like, I think we've seen some good stuff this year, but this has been, for me, going back and watching that again, I'm like, I love that. Yeah. It really made me feel right in the feels just for my memory of that show. I'm thinking, that was fun. It's funny, though, because we did talk about a couple of the other episodes of what we've watched in the previous 11 days, that, you know, we, we enjoy watching The Simpsons, but it's not enough to make us go back and watch more Simpsons. Yeah. And maybe a little bit with Seinfeld yesterday, I thought I could go back and watch more Seinfeld, yep. but definitely watching this, <laughs> it just makes me want to go back and watch those classic goodies episodes, because mm-hmm. there is so many of them. Yes. Kitten Kong, you know. The you know, shootout at the OKT rooms. Icky <laughs> yeah. oh. Thump. Yes. Oh, I want to go watch them now, actually, yeah. now that you're bringing that up. Wow. Yes. There, There is just a lot of quality comedy. And there's something you can watch with the kids now. Probably. Like, they would love the slapstick stuff. There's a lot of stuff that go over the head. A lot of There's a lot of jokes that mean something at the time. Like, there was a referencing about sex with Bill. Like, there's a lot of women he wants to sleep with, and they were, like, referencing, like, TV or movie stars at the Jane time. Fonda. I knew her, but yeah. there's other things that I don't know who you're talking about. Well, earlier on in the first couple of seasons, where Bill would have the sherbet fountains, mm. and he'd, like, be having hallucinations <laughs> yes. on these sherbet fountains, and... That was the way he came up with ideas, that he would yeah, have the sherbet pattern. But, yeah. I've had one of them once. It wasn't nice. No, it's just it's a, a, it's a, a tube of licorice. A tube of, no, well, no, it's right. a tube of sherbet with, with a, a licorice, licorice straw. straw. Yeah. And it's just like two things that shouldn't go together. See, I, I have fond memories of sherbet fountains from when I was a kid. Uh, did you have hallucinations? Oh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but no. It, it's good. And I mean, it's, it's so held English. up. Yeah. Well, Tim Brooke Taylor is just the epitome of England, isn't it? I mean... Uh, Full credit to the show. It was very funny. And it's Bill and Graham that wrote the show. Because they used to have the... It was always written... Like, the credits at the start was written by Tim... Um, by Graham, Bill, and Tim. And Tim. Yeah. And but it was, and Tim was always a bit like, oh, but I don't... Like, he's just a comic actor. And he's great. Like, they're all great at their characters. And he felt bad that he was being labelled as a writer, because I'm not the writer. So it was always written by... And it was and Timbrook Taylor or yep. with Timbrook Taylor sort of at the end. And then there was one episode where it was like with Timbrook Taylor's pen. <laughs> sort of like, but yeah, they're just I have actually I couldn't find it. I was looking for it. It's not in this room here, but where I've got um a goodies book which is talks about the history of all the ca- all the actors involved and also scene by uh, episode by episode breakdown of each one. But there was some big name people, although they probably weren't that big a name people the at the time, name. but but they they have had like probably no name actors at the time that have gone on to bigger and better things. Yeah, but yes, it, it's good. I, I really recommend the goodies. Yeah, I, and yeah, I'm going to go home and <laughs> dig out some DVDs because I know I've got some floating around somewhere. Excellent. Will give me um, something to do tomorrow on Christmas morning while I'm waiting for the turkey to cook. Cooking turkey? No, I don't. It's Australian I'm, I'm man. A, we don't do turkey. I'm, I'm a pork chop person for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Give me snags and some buffalo wings. and I know it's not traditional, <laughs> but it's what I want. So you'd Christmas in, is all about being what you want. You would fit in well with my family, because the tradition in my house is you get to have whatever you like to eat on Christmas. Jane Fonda. <laughs> <laughs> so my little one wants chicken wings. My older one wants prawns like his mum, but he also wants to have two-minute noodles. <laughs> so he's going to have so prawns Christmas. and noodles. The in-laws will probably have a turkey, and I'll have my traditional pork chops 
roast potatoes sprouts very English we did that one Christmas like with the extended family so my cousins and all that sort of stuff and everyone got what they wanted it's the biggest spread we've ever had because it was everyone got what they wanted I I got my buffalo chicken strips they weren't like chicken wings and there was scalloped potatoes there was chips there was everything it's like we were happy not a vegetable in sight (laughs) it was like yeah yeah because potatoes not a vegetable is it not a potato, not a vegetable insight for us. Other people got what they it's wanted. It's a tuber, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, so it's yeah. Christmas for me is not your tradi- I, I don't do traditional Christmases only because I don't. It's just too heavy. I don't do turkey. I don't do ham. I mean, I have ham on my pizzas. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I have turkey on my pizzas, but yeah, it's just and puddings. I like the custard. Love the custard. See, I'm not Sands a fan pudding. of. I'm not a fan of the brandy custard. No, I fuck I, the brandy custard. <laughs> I would definitely go. I'm my wife's family. They do that. Like, there's so many weird things that you get used to with your family, like rum balls. What we call or balls, we call them because there's no rum in our balls. You know, the, <laughs> <laughs> you know the the the, the um, condensed milk and yep. biscuits, and then and cocoa and with coconut Mario biscuits. Yeah, yeah, fucking awesome. Exactly. Right? Grew up on those things. You know, and they're great. And they're the first thing to go on any shindig with my family. Going to my wife's family dudes, there's fucking rum in them. It's like, oh, you ruined them. It's like, why? And then it's like, oh, there's brandy cream and brandy custard. It's like, what is this with the alcohol with you? They're an alcoholic family, I think. I don't know. They're always getting into it. It's like, don't ruin it. This is yes. so... Because, I mean, you have them as kids, I guess, and they don't put the alcohol in, and then you grow up going, oh, don't ruin it by adding alcohol now. This is good, but yeah, so I love a good barbecue on, on Christmas. I know we got my I got my parents and my wife's parents are all coming over here with the family for breakfast because we've got Sounds the good. young one now, so it's just easier to sort of do until he needs to go to bed, and then we don't have to worry about going anywhere or having him crabby. So it's like, come over here, so it'll be whatever breakfast finery we can make on the barbecue, like pancakes and shit we did it last year. It worked all right, so bring that Sounds on good. again. That's our Christmas tradition. And here in Melbourne, it's going to be 33 degrees Christmas. It's probably be totally fired, man. I can't do it. Screw you, weather. Yeah, exactly. It's Christmas. <laughs> do it. Do it. I'll do it. Yeah. It's early. Won't be that high yet. No. But if there is a fire started in Bandura, might be my fault. <laughs> so, is your son old enough to understand no presents? Idea. This will be his second no, Christmas? Well, we've had presents under the tree all this time, and he hasn't gone. Apparently, he has gone for them once, but he hasn't gone for them since. So I'm not really sure. Doesn't really look Santa. We went for our Santa photo the other day. And, yeah, my wife had to sit next to Santa with him on the knee because he didn't really want to be there. Like, he's excited for Santa. He'll see him and go, Santa! And that's great. But, yeah, at a distance, you know. My my kids now are five and eight. So they're at that perfect age for, for Christmas. They really get into it. And my eight-year-old now has decided that he wants to be a complete part of Christmas and actually use his pocket money to buy something little for the rest of the family. Excellent. Yeah, it's good. So he's understanding now that it's not just about getting presents, it's also about giving. So it's good. It's Mm, nice. He's bought into that capitalist bullshit. Yeah. It's all about consumerism. Yeah. Yeah. And just think, another couple of days there'll be hot crust buns in the shops. That's ridiculous. Yeah, so we are going to do the three months of Easter after this. (laughs) I don't think we are. I think we're right out of shows. No. But that that's a nice place to wrap up our 12 days of Christmas. Hopefully all our listeners will have a nice Christmas. And yes. if you don't celebrate Christmas, a happy Hanukkah. Happy Festivus. Festivus for the rest of us, exactly. And we will be back mid-January with our third year running. We will be doing the... Great expectations. Yeah, what we're looking forward to in cinema for the year. So if you're listening to us, please send us feedback. Yeah. Right on our Facebook wall and tell us what you're looking forward to in 2016. Can't be Star Wars because it's been and gone. 
but we will probably talk about it because hopefully I might have seen it by then. I will probably have seen it three times by then. But All yes. right. But yeah, so please, please, please. We, we, we love our audience. We just don't know you're there. So let us know what you're looking forward to the most. Is it is it Massive Attack coming back for 2016? I doubt that very much. Of course much, it is. But I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So thank you so much for listening for 2015. It's been great working with you Joe thank you so much yes, for another doing year. this and editing all these together and dragging your butt to the Krypton Lounge to record 12 days in a row it's ridiculous I don't, again I don't know why we don't do a bunch in a row and just put them out on different days Why it, we- it just means I get to see more of you than I do of my own family in the lead up to Christmas so it's all good fair enough and your Christmas year- gift is not seen <laughs> exactly otherwise I'd be strangling them Homer and Bart style <laughs> Alrighty. Merry Christmas to you all. Merry Christmas, Mitch. Thank you. Merry and we'll be back in the new year. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It's the end of the world as we know it. I feel fine. Last week starts with an earthquake. Birds, snakes, and aeroplanes. Yeah. Lenny Bruce is not afraid. I have a hurricane. Listen to yourself. Turn worlds into its own means. Dummy, save your own head. Speed it up and not speed. Got no speed. With the fear fight down right Fire in the fire Represent the southern gang From the government For hiring a combat site Let's do what's I'm coming in a hurry With the furies Beating down your neck Team of team reporters Grapple Trump Get the ground Look at that low plane Fine that Uh-oh Overflow Population corner Blue but it'll do Save yourself And save yourself A world to your own Meet this into your heart Tell me that the reds Are in the river With the right You patriotic Patriotic Slam fight right I'm feeling pretty psyched It's the end of the world As we know it It's the end of the world As we know it it's the end of the world as we know it. I feel fine. Oh, six o'clock TV hour, don't get cut for an hour. Fashion burn, return, listen to yourself. Journal like a mini uniform, I'm gonna burn a butter. Let me every morning, let's come in. Not a moment, it's in your head. Not a motor, but I get a pep down. Step down, watch your heel cross, crush up. All this means no fear. Cavalier, renegade, steer clear. Turn them in, I turn them in, I turn them in, I fly. You offer me solutions, but not from the alternative. And I decline. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. I feel fine. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. I feel fine. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. I feel fine. Oh, it's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. I feel fine.